Hello, 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 everyone. This is Hannah Kavna speaking, and welcome to yet another awesome episode of T43. Woohoo! And just in time for Valentine's Day, I am here with two awesome friends of mine, OGs from <laughs> LaGuardia days. <laughs> That's a blast from the past. All right, oh, so the first man. guest that I'm going to be introducing is a junior majoring in theater at uh, SUNY Buffalo, uh, mm -hmm. musical theater aficionado, voice of an angel. <laughs> I would Thank love you. to give a warm welcome to Cassie Elkin. How you doing, Cassie? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to be on T for Three. I'm really hey. excited. So. I'm excited to have you on the show. It's been This has been long overdue, let's be real. All right. <laughs> And the next guest that I'm going to be introducing is also a junior uh, majoring in media studies at Hunter College. Ooh, ooh. Uh, super awesome Hello. person. And honestly, I got to be real, probably one of the smartest people I know analytically. Like you're good at analyzing. <laughs> I was going to say, oh my God. Because um. <laughs> <laughs> no. I remember um, we were talking about the Needle Drops interview of the latest Fiona Al uh, Apple album. And you had some... Yes. And Honestly, you proved him wrong. You had some, you had some great points there. <laughs> anyway, I'd love to give a warm welcome to Olivia Ostrowski. How you doing, Olivia? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. When you said I'm like the smartest person, I was like, mm, I can't do math. So let's like, let's back up on that. Plot one. twist. Neither can I. <laughs> it's fine. We don't yeah. need to do math. We're all, all right. People, so, so, are you guys ready to sip some amazing tea? Yeah. Yeah. All did. right. So who wants to go first in terms of talking about their tea, you know, describing the tea and then you can, you know, rate it out of a scale from one to 10. I feel like, I can yeah, go. I was about to say, I think I'm you're more of a that, tea yeah. person than I am. <laughs> so yeah, I don't drink coffee. So I'm like a tea person. Yes. Um, I am drinking Bigelow's Plantation Mint, which I don't love the name <laughs> because I mean, <laughs> the last thing we need is to be like, oh, great. Ooh, fun in the grocery store. Um, but it is a very minty. I'm drinking it out of what I like to call my white woman mug that says vacation now, please. Um, it makes me feel like a middle-aged mother. And, um, it's a very mint. I mean, it's minty is kind of like the only way that I can really describe it. It's a very nice peppermint tea. Uh, it smells stronger than it tastes, which is fine because it's mint. Like the mint taste comes across well. Um, but I'd probably give it about uh, eight out of ten. Nice. Okay. Not bad. Um, not bad. And so, what about you, Cassie? What tea? What tea are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a lemon ginger. I did not come as prepared as Olivia, as I don't know the brand or the uh, proper name. It'd be um, like that. But it's pretty good. It's a little gingier than I would prefer a lemon ginger tea. I like mine mm. more on the citrus lemony side. Um, but I think I have it because lemon ginger is good for your throat. So I only drink tea in preparation for an audition. I am more of a coffee drinker. But wow. um, for a tea, I would rate it, I would say it's a pretty good tea. I'd say it's like an eight out of 10. It does its job. Nice. Yeah. We have a lot of eight out of tens tonight. All right. <laughs> yeah. Ginger's not for everybody. It's like you either love it or you don't. So I mm -hmm. totally get that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I got my tea from Mr. Joe, well, Trader Joe's, sorry. Trader, <laughs> I got Trader Joe's organic blood orange rooibos herbal tea. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I'm about to pour it. 
and uh, it's a beautiful, like, honestly, it's a lot darker than I thought it would be. It looks like a black tea on the surface because of how it looks. Oh. But you really get the blood orange scent right from the bat, and then... Huh. It's not as flavorful as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I taste it's like it a really like strong this. smell and then no yeah. flavor. That's exactly, yeah. And this has been steeping for the proper amount of time too. So I don't really know what's going on with this. Um, That's a problem that I have with a lot of fruit tea is that it smells really strong and then the taste is just like not there. Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly the vibe that I'm getting. So I think on a scale from one to 10, um, I wanted it to be all eights across the board tonight, but I'm going to have to drop it to a six. Oh, sorry. Understandable. <laughs> sorry, Trader Joe. Oh, no. That's not a good score for a tea that does not have <laughs> flavor. So yeah. still being generous with that. Um, no, I think a lot of tea, a lot of the issue is like, you know, s smell and taste are like the same True. thing, you know, and like, you smell it and then they're like, and then it doesn't taste as strong. It doesn't line up. Yeah. yeah. It'd it be like that. It can't, it, tea can't hit a home run every time, but all right. So now that we've sipped the tea, we are going to be spilling the deets on ooh, a hot, juicy topic, dating, romance, relationships from the point of view of a singles. Cause you know, we're all, we're all single, all single. and liberated <laughs> and free. And we just want to talk about, we're just going to talk about romance. You know, it's Valentine's Day. Why not? So the first question <laughs> that I have for you guys is um, when you were younger, like how did you view relationships? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so my parents are still together. I'm one of like the few people whose parents are like actually still together. And so I had like a very nice, healthy, like my parents are married and they like each other. And that's very nice. I'm very lucky like that. But like I'd say a majority of my like idea of relationships came from books. Interesting. Um, or like TV or movies or something. Cause like my parents were just together and I saw parents together on TV and I was like, whatever, that's whatever. I don't they have a kid. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but then I'd like read books and be like, oh, this character has a boyfriend. That's so exciting. And I'd be <laughs> like, oh. I remember like reading the Princess Diaries growing up. I loved those books. And it was Mia and Michael. And I was like, Michael's so cool. He's like in a band and he's kind of a nerd and he really likes her. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. And then I like started growing up a little bit in middle school. I realized I liked girls as well. And that was just like, oh, okay. I don't really know what a relationship with a girl would look like, but it seems cool. I like, I like girls. I like hanging out with girls. I'm friends with girls. Like how much different could it be? So I saw it like more as like the way that it is in books where I was like, it's going to be about somebody really liking me and it's going to be fun. <laughs> and like, haven't really experienced that. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be like that. I think for me, I am on the other end of the spectrum of my parents weren't like, they got divorced when I was six months old. Um, and I kind of never saw them together. And my dad got remarried when I was six. And, um, but it was still very, like, not what I grew up around. Um, and I definitely think I got my, like, the picture of a, of a relationship or, like, the image of a perfect relationship from movies, from Disney. Um, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. The, the, the traditional uh, prince and princess situation. Um, and I think as I got older and started to, you know, just consume more media and 
uh, read more and watch more and meet people. Um, the the fairy tale ending obviously has <laughs> never happened. Um, and I uh, recently have met someone that is like very interested in relationships, and that really? freaks me out. Like the idea of like being kind of being there for a person all the time I'm sorry for laughing but i totally um, get what you're talking about no, when you, you say it i'm totally like, like i'm being there for yeah yeah it's understandable like but i can see it for my friend like and i can totally like and that's the weird thing too is like i will always be there for my friends and i'll always like i can text someone at a moment's notice but when it comes to like a romantic interest and like love and dating um it freaks me out and I never thought I'd be freaked out by it but now that it the it's kind of like more in my in the foreground rather than like the background it freaks yeah, me out I I don't blame you for feeling that way at all I mean I guess I'll I'll start with the question that I asked before I mean for me yeah I'm I'm actually on a similar way like to you Cassie like my parents divorced when I was two I never even saw them in the same room together, mm -hmm. let alone like in a loving, devoted relationship. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so for me, mm -hmm. I guess the similarities that all three of us have is that, you know, our ideas of relationships really came from media. And I really loved, like you said, Cassie, I really mm -hmm. loved like Disney princesses. And, you know, there's the whole like damsel in distress thing. Guy comes in to save her. They live happily mm -hmm. ever after. And I just really, for the, up until like, probably late middle school early high school i'd say more like later on in middle school um up until that point like you know i real that's something that i really envisioned like oh everyone has the one you meet the one you live happily ever after and it's just so much more complicated than that and it's interesting as well um what you brought mm -hmm. up olivia i mean i actually i didn't know that you were bisexual before like meeting to this so this is actually all really interesting because it's funny like how heteronormative a lot of portrayals of relationships are and granted like there's there it's getting better but i feel like it we're not quite there yet but it's interesting how that informs like how we view relationships as well like we always yeah. view them in the lens of like a man and a woman you know um i would also say that mm -hmm. there's probably like logistically not that many differences between being in a relationship with somebody of the mm -hmm. same sex and somebody of the opposite sex in that ideally it will be a relationship with somebody that you like who you love and like are in a relationship and that shouldn't be different the problem is is that we just don't see same-sex relationships portrayed in the same way mm -hmm. that we see opposite sex relationships mm -hmm. whereas like i also feel like there's a lot but like queer storylines are often about like oh my god isn't it so crazy that i'm gay like oh my god it's so sad that i'm you yeah. know like it's about coming out and it's never just mm -hmm. like oh i'm casually in a relationship with with like a girl for sure and it sucks like right. yeah it it's sucks that kids don't see that whereas like it's normal to be like oh yeah like i'm a woman and i'm in a relationship with a man and that's like whatever we're just in a relationship oh, for sure. you know <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't know how much i can comment on queer relationships as a as a, a yeah same a, here as a straight woman but um no, I mean, I'd love to hear what you say, because I mean, like, we're talking about how it's represented in like the media specifically and not like how you would see no, a, like a queer relationship. Like those are different <laughs> things. Um, I definitely think, I mean, the one that like just comes to my mind is mm -hmm. Angels in America and just how 
they are um now I'm blanking on their names, but the two the one the man with that has AIDS, the gay man with AIDS and his partner, um, you know, they are in a committed relationship, a long standing relationship, and then he gets AIDS, spoiler. Um and uh then the the boyfriend kind of spirals and is portrayed as is very sexual and it's very like sexual in nature and he can't stand the you know the rough hardship of going through the treatment of aids and so he just like dips um and then like anyway he hooks up with a, a mormon and it's a whole thing but the point is like i think um especially in media especially in the 80s and you know around the aids crisis and following that the this the queer identity in film tended to be less romantic and more yeah, sexual sure. um that's making it not i mean that's why it wasn't you know kids mm -hmm. weren't watching it you know because you're not having these happy like happily ever afters you're having you know lust at, at dusk you know um and it's not as like quote-unquote kid-friendly um I really want, you know, more romantic things, like you were saying, of just people being yeah, in a relationship. I, mean, like, I know that you come from a musical theater background, and obviously, like, I love musical theater, and, like, you know, Angels, Angels of America, it's a musical theater, but it's theater, and, I like, I'm thinking of mm -hmm. so many of the prominent queer stories in theater are specifically surrounding the AIDS crisis, Yeah, where, so, mm -hmm. Angels in America, Rent, Falsettos, like, mm -hmm. all three of those include mm -hmm. queer men where one or both of them is HIV positive. And it's like very interesting that that's that. Yeah. I would think, I mean, this this is not a conversation about theater, that's but okay. I'll say something about theater <laughs> real quick. I think it's the kind of thing about like, right what you know, you know, and like, I don't think Will Finn, you know, who wrote Falsettos, like had AIDS and whatever, but he was in that community, you know, that was really affected by AIDS. Um, what's his name that wrote? rent um jonathan Obviously. larson right like he there the thing is that they were around that that was their yeah that was their community were people being affected by aids um and so thus a lot of theater that's written about um queer couples is or not a lot but there's a dumb there's a there's a lot of there's a few and then there's the whole there's the whole um i guess this is i don't i can't really speak a lot on this either because i'm i'm also straight but i feel like um one trope that i notice quite commonly i'll go I'll, i know this is a little tangential but we'll go back to like what we were talking about in a sec but <laughs> yeah whole, this is your show there's the whole like bury bury your gays trope of like oh like the mm -hmm. the romance that two gay people have it always ends in tragedy it always ends with like the death of one of them and it's seen as like a cautionary tale and it's just so effed up because like you guys said you know love is love and romance should just be portrayed as romance in movies it doesn't always need to be linked to like hardship and pain and turmoil or sex, sex. it doesn't all need yes. to be about sex <laughs> absolutely and i think my thought on like the bury your gaze trope is that like being queer and specific like being gay is so often seen as improper that like the idea of it ending in death feels like the logical ending for something so improper like in like a biblical sense you know mm -hmm. that i feel like people just haven't like gotten away from that yet yeah 
Right. Hopefully we'll, yeah. I mean, that's why representation is so important. And I'm, sh I'm sure our generation will move the needle even further in terms of progress in that regard. Um, sure hope yeah, so. fingers crossed. Um, but Cassie, one thing that you said um, earlier that stuck out to me was when you said that, you know, the thought you, you, you were saying that some of your friends really want to be in relationships and that kind of freaks you out. And I was wondering, Olivia, like, um, do you have similar feelings or how are, how are you viewing relationships right now? So, I mean, like the thing is, is like with the pandemic, I'm obviously not meeting anybody new. So it's rough to think about like the idea of getting into a relationship right yeah. now because I am only talking to about the same 10 to 20 people if I'm being generous. And so like every so often my mom will be like, oh, are you interested in anybody? And it's like everybody I talk to, I've known for three to four years, yeah. you know, like it's all people that I met in high school or early in college like it's like you guys and then it's you know like all of our friends and I'm like no not really just because I'm not meeting anybody so right now I would I would like to be in a relationship simply because I like I've thought about this a lot I think that like I'm at a point in my life for the first time where I am mentally stable enough that I think I could like be a like a good partner in a relationship but I also mm -hmm. am not interested in getting out and meeting new people because of the world at large yeah. and so like it would be re starting a relationship with someone i already know and that's not really something that i mean like if it happened it would happen but there's nobody that i'm like very interested in you know mm. like yeah i don't want to get into a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship i've never wanted that mm -hmm. i always want to be in a relationship with somebody that i genuinely like but the problem is right now that's kind of impossible for me mm -hmm. just simply by nature of existing in 2020 and 2021. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm on a similar wavelength. I mean, I think I had to 2020 consisted of a lot of inner work for me and in, in terms of building up my self-confidence, really focusing on myself and really like not relishing in singledom per se, but you know, kind of taking advantage of the fact that I'm on my own and I have this time to really dedicate to myself. And cultivating the relate the friendships mm -hmm. I already have with everyone else around me, so yeah. yeah. So 2020 was definitely the year for that. I think 2021 will probably end up similar, like you said, because of the pandemic. But I think now, yeah. yeah, now I also feel like for the first time in my life, I am mentally stable enough, at least like to be in a relationship. And there was times where I, well, there was a time I should say I. I'm generous there was a time where I attempted to try exclusivity but you know I wasn't ready for what that entailed so I'm just wondering so for you guys you know what was your have you guys ever been in relationships before or attempted it or how like what was that like for you guys uh do you want me to go first yeah you, you can go, go first? first so I have never been in a traditional relationship um I've had people that I've hooked up with before, one night stands, whatever, um, but no like serious committed relationship. Um, and like I said before, like I, and like you guys are saying too, it's like, I thought that maybe like now I'm at a point where I would be ready and comfortable with a relationship. Um, and kind of now that one is, is possibly like there, it's scary. Yeah. And like it, um, 
the vulnerability aspect is kind of scary and also like the um the communication that is required to like yeah be on because if you are different people like and you are different people yes <laughs> and we are very different people um when we're not recording i'll tell y'all yeah <laughs> very specific <laughs> issue <laughs> so anyway, like um because we are different people um there's a lot of communication that is is needed to make sure that we're on the same page and on the same page like comfort level wise and you know I guess it's comfortable all across the board, but you know, the comfort level of different things, COVID, um, just where we're at and things like that. Um, and so that is kind of what is daunting. I didn't think, I wasn't prepared for like, like the work that, that needed to go into it. Yeah, I feel like, you know? I feel similarly where it's like, I would, while I would love to be in a relationship, the idea of like actually doing the things that it takes to be in a relationship, specifically in the early days, are so scary because it is so much about like being vulnerable with another person and then also being like, hey, here's what I need, here's what you need, and we need to like work it out together, which is like a mm -hmm. lot of work. Like, I finally figured out what I need as a person, you know, yeah. like what my standards are is like living um and now to like defend my i mean not defend my own like standards of living but like to figure out where things fit in you know i finally figured out how to feed and clothe myself yeah i mean also like we're at a point in your life where i'm still living at home but like you're living on your own for the first mm -hmm. time and like mm -hmm. you're we're all like learning more about ourselves and i think like the idea of being stuck inside for a pandemic, there was not a lot to do other than think about yourself for a lot of that time. Yeah, it's a blessing on the curve. Where like, I'm definitely more familiar with myself, but do I like everything mm -hmm. I've learned? Not really. <laughs> like some of the things I wish that I could have like just kept away, like I'm fine. Yeah, just kept hidden, just below the surface. Yeah. But yeah, like Cassie, I've never been in a relationship um it's just never been for me I guess or like it's been, I would like to be but it just hasn't happened um and like I haven't really I mean I've definitely like I've hooked up with people like Cassie said and like you know stuff like that but um a problem that I've like realized recently is that I haven't really had a crush since high school like a real like butterflies in my stomach crush since middle or since not middle school oh my god high school um, mm -hmm. and I think that part of that was before I was in therapy and like on meds and stuff and I didn't know how to regulate my emotions. And so it was like such an entirely overwhelming thing that now when I like have little feelings about people, I'm like, that can't be it because the last time it was so big, mm -hmm. but that was like such a different time because of where I was at mentally in my mental health journey, which has been like a mm -hmm. long and ongoing process. And so now I like don't know how to gauge how I feel about people because when I was 16 I felt this like all consuming like oh my god I'm obsessed oh my god like I need to be with you and like now I'm like that person's kind of cool I really like hanging out with them I don't think this is what a crush feels like though but like it totally <laughs> is and I need to like teach myself how to recognize that again yeah no I'm first of all I just want to say like um it takes a lot to like 
to actively work to better your mental health. So I'm glad that you're at that point now where you feel like I'm like dealing with emotions isn't too overwhelming because sometimes it can be and sometimes yeah you don't really know yeah Yeah. no for sure um yeah for me I mean yeah for sure there's definitely times where I'm like I don't want to deal with this and I'm sure you both have that as well where it's like (laughs) I'd rather just like I'll deal with that later yeah you know suppress um (laughs) yeah yeah that'll come out at a worse time um it's funny for me (laughs) yeah I've also never really been in a relationship either the closest I came to it was when so here's the thing um I briefly hooked up with someone uh sophomore year of college for a few weeks um and it was like the most tumultuous three weeks of my life three weeks felt like three freaking years like like, (laughs) no because he would be hot and then cold and then hot again and then hot and cold with me and then there were some days Mm -hmm. where i would there there was times where i wouldn't hear from him for like three days i'm like did i do something wrong Mm -hmm. and then um like um i don't even know what else the stuff he would say to me like um oh yeah so there was one time where i was um okay so we were part of a club together and we had to travel out to rhode island for like a club event or whatever and um with a bunch of other people like a bunch of our friends and um you know the girls in the group and i we were like oh let's take photos with just wearing our bras because you know we're the girl or the girl crew like let's just do it yeah and um you know so i was going to and then he said oh your pants don't go high enough to cover your stomach you shouldn't be doing and oh my god oh okay i guess i'm not and my and my dumbass was like, I guess I'm not doing that then. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. No, I totally like a. That's a really shitty thing for him to say. Like that's disgusting. But like, I also totally get your like reaction yeah, because yeah. once that seed is planted, you're like, oh yeah, oh, of course I'm not gonna just, do that. Oh. Like yeah, no for sure. Um, but yeah, what yeah. happened was so it turns out yeah the the three weeks were pretty tumultuous. I ended up losing my virginity to this person and then three days after that he dumped me on halloween while he was blackout drunk i remember yes. this actually oh, i have oh, a broken God. record anyway so that was like no yeah. no i mean like obviously like yeah. i just i remember when this was happening i like oh my yeah. god i don't know if i had any Wait, idea really? oh. and i'm sorry <laughs> i mean I, no like i'm you may have told me <laughs> once. I mean, I don't know when we saw each other last. We haven't seen each other That's in like true. a hot minute. That's true. To be fair, it's kind of hard to see people right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saw you since like pre-pandemic. That's crazy. Yeah, we need we got to change that. But uh, <laughs> maybe like during spring break or something. Like but. Think- yeah yeah well i'm not home for spring break we don't have spring anyway that's a whole other thing. we have a spring break <laughs> weird i don't like that we have a spring break i don't want people going places stay home i mean yeah but you could just yeah. chill for the weekend i don't know like i, I don't mind it but that's i get true. what you're saying um well i mean i know that like other schools aren't doing it because they don't want people to be traveling and then coming back to school well, and, like, bringing my with them. so i'm like but I feel like everybody at Hunter just already lives in New York. So yeah. it's not like they're going to be going home. And if they go anywhere, like, I mean, ew, like, don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally, for the love of God, stay home. Stay but, like, home. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
Well, that was my first experience with relationships. And I, um, even though it was, well, it wasn't even a relationship. It was a three week hookup. Like, let's be real. But that three week hookup, I felt like it, it, I felt like it taught me a lot. Um, yeah. In terms of, you know, how much value I should hold within myself, um, like boundaries that I should set, things like that. So I guess, um, like, have you guys ever had like those teaching moments? And if so, like, what did you learn from those moments? Uh, I'm trying to. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. I'm trying to like think of mine. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a moment, um, where any of those like lightning bolt mm-hmm. moments. Um, you have to be like the person that's like, I saw a TikTok once, but I did see a TikTok <laughs> once, um, where it was like this woman being like, uh, here are little things that like I've picked up and little like things to help me, you know, stand my ground and know my place. And some of them were like, you know, you never take a, you know, don't take some sort of language or don't, you know, if this person does that thing that you don't like, like tell them that you don't like it. Um, and I, with this boy, like how to. I mean, just like a COVID fight because um, he had COVID oh. and thinks that he has antibodies and is invincible. And I'm like, we don't know that shit yet. Yikes. Anyway. Um, uh, specifically, he thought that he had antibodies and that he shouldn't get tested again. Yeah. And then again, like recently we had a little spat um, just like because he was uh, his dad's girlfriend's birthday. And I was like, just trying to get information. Mm-hmm. Um and he kind of went off, not went off, he went off over text. So it wasn't in person, but it was like harsh language over text yeah. that I was not was happy not. with. Um, and in that moment, I, uh, anyway, I probably kind of uh, like put my foot down and was like, you can't talk to me like that. You know, like I had a moment, like I didn't think that I would ever be t- like spoken to like that. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I grew up in a house that like, you know, it's, we're all very, like, kind and sweet, and no one's, like, really says anything, like, harsh, um, and I put my foot down and was, like, you can't talk to me like that, and I kind of was, like, shocked at the, the stance that I stood, Good for you. um, just because all my life yeah, I kind of had been, like, my mom was, like, you know, speak up for yourself, speak up for yourself, and I kind of never did as, like, a kid, um, and I did. And I was very proud of myself and like, kind of was like, whoa, I have a voice and can use it. Anyway, that was, that's my moment. <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's tough to, it's funny because I feel like for women, it's tough for us to like speak our mind. Cause we're always told to like, shut up. Or, and yeah. And it's subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So using exactly yeah so i when you actually use your voice for the first time it's such a empowering moment but um yeah well yeah what about you olivia like what have is there any like thing that you've learned from like dealing with dating and stuff in the past so yeah like i've never really like dated in the same way but um i like like hooked up with a lot of people and i'm really lucky that a lot of the people that i've hooked up with or had like long-standing like it just keeps happening are people that I genuinely really trust and like are like already like they're my friends which I know contradicts what I said earlier but like I don't (laughs) but like I am lucky enough that these are people that I trust that I know I could talk to about these things and every time I've been like oh I don't want to do that or "Mm, I'm like I don't really like that that much they've always been like oh yeah of course no problem Mm -hmm. you know like 
and I'm really lucky and, and like I don't I should talk to them about some of like the emotional things that I feel about that when they come up and I know that I could I just don't because I'm afraid of like but what if they hate it even though I know who they are like these are people that I know and I trust and I'm still like Ooh. so because it's really hard to like be that vulnerable with somebody no matter how close you yeah. are because there's always like the little bit of fear because like a lot of the times you're told like oh people don't want to deal with other people's business and other people's problems and like there's always a little part of you that's like a little bit scared of that you know sometimes you just need to just sit down and be like no I ha I have to say this and like Cassie you sticking up for yourself is so good because like I also have a little bit of a hard time because I hate when people are mad at me and I feel like if I say something like that, people are going to get mad at me. But sometimes, like, you're right. And you just have to, like, be right and accept that sometimes people are going to be mad at you. And, like, that's really important to be able to come to terms with. And, like, just because the other person is mad at you or you hurt the other person in, like, by sticking up for yourself doesn't mean what you did was wrong. And that's, like, a mm -hmm. really important thing to learn. Yeah, that's really well worded sure. thank you it's like a mic drop yeah. there i want to like respond to what you said olivia about like in kind of the heat of the moment saying like hey i'm not comfortable with something or whatever um i understand and what you said like the fear like the worry that like what if it's the one thing that kind of stops it yeah you know um and i definitely there are definitely moments where i'm like well though they should be lucky that you know something's even happening and then but then also like in my head i'm like but what if this one thing that I say is they're, they're, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Exactly. You know, and so that fear is, or concern, I don't know if it's a fear, but like a worry is definitely prominent and like not just you is what I kind of wanted to say. Yeah. I've, I've also had like similar experiences in terms of having those feelings um, because there was one time, so I had, so the person I had my first kiss with, um, I didn't, I came out of nowhere, like, cause I had known them for like a really long time. And so when things actually happened, I was like, Oh crap. Wow. This is happening. Um, and it's funny, <laughs> funny enough. Um, I was on my period and, you know, I was a little bit like, Oh God, like, how's that going to work? Because a lot of guys, when I, not a lot of guys, but I feel like there's some guys when they think of periods, they're like, ew periods Even though it's like yeah. a totally natural thing and it's not like we can just it's not like we can just yeah. say okay like i'll stop the bleeding right now hold it to their credit i feel like the way that like periods are portrayed is like it doesn't like talk about the fact that it's like a natural yeah. thing and like they know that it happens to everyone but at the same time it is blood and that is kind of gross <laughs> and i get it but like <laughs> but like there needs to be a way to be like it's fine you yeah. know like it's not dirty like i understand that it's gross mm -hmm. i think it's gross and i have a period every month <laughs> i like i technically like right. i still am like Ew. i've been doing this for what like 10 years now i'm like Ew, it's gross. But, and so like i understand when people are grossed out yeah. by it but like mm -hmm. there's a way to be like oh i'm not comfortable with that and just to be like ew, ew period you know yeah. like there needs to be like more right, of like a distinction too. between those two things because like you're allowed to be grossed out by somebody else's body and like their bodily functions <laughs> but like if you were to say someone you don't like their nose you're not gonna say ew look at that nose you'd say like mm. 
right. It's about being polite. <laughs> and it's still the bodily function. It's, 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 yeah. it's what's going to happen. No, but it's funny like, because at first I was like, oh, like how is this person going to be grossed out by this? I mean, and it was totally fine because this is like, you, like this is a friend and it's like, of course it's fine. Mm -hmm. But it, you're right though, Olivia, like you always, even if it is with someone that you're, that you know that you're close with, you always build that up in your mind of like, oh, is there something that's going to happen that's going to like offset what's happening right now? So that's a yeah, like what if this is the what like what if this is the line we cross yes. is like mm -hmm. saying something about this and like what if that's mm -hmm. the thing because like up until this point it's been really great and they've been really great and we're mm -hmm. really good friends and then it's like but what if this is the last step yeah and it's like oh, right. I don't want to I don't want to test it mm -hmm. is like right and especially with someone that you are like close friends with like you don't want to risk it you don't want to ruin you know a friend like it's one thing to stop hooking up with somebody when you don't already know them and it's one thing to stop hooking up with a friend specifically but it's another thing to like cause your friendship to become different through that mm -hmm. and that's always mm -hmm. like such a scary thought interesting mm -hmm. how do you how do you guys navigate that <laughs> <laughs> genuinely i don't know i mean so i'm gonna be honest like i think i know who Cassie's thinking of, and I think Cassie knows who I'm thinking of. <laughs> well, we've been well actually, I don't know if you. I think you. I think you're thinking of someone else because I'm not even thinking about that person. <laughs> what? I'm not because like that. That relationship was so like black and white. It was never going to be anything more like, than it was. You were hooking up, but also you were friends, right? And it was never going to be any. I had no, no intention, like no desire. Anyway. Um, but I need to think about how to navigate. And I think that I, well, I can talk about this now. Um, like last semester, um, kind of developed a crush on a friend and nothing happened, but then I kind of shot my shot. Um, and he was like, I pretty much was like, I'd like to get to know you better, you know? And he was like, yeah, as friends. Oh, and yeah. I think like on the flip side, he was nervous and didn't want to like take that like step over the gap of like friends to maybe something more um and so i didn't have to navigate it he pretty much was like yeah no <laughs> at least you got an answer and he wasn't like leading you on the whole time because that's the word i well right well that i texted him because i just couldn't take it anymore i just needed to know like one way or the other and i was like oh you know yeah i also think but, that there's like a difference there's like a line that becomes blurry there where it's like is this person leading me on or are they also just my friend who's nice to me and i'm reading into it because i think i like them and i think that that's like something that so many times i've had to be like they're literally like <laughs> i do this for my friends they do this for their friends this isn't them flirting this is like them literally just being my friend and i'm like Oh my god. Oh like oh my god. You know, like, I'm like, this is perfect. And they're just like, I like I texted you because I stopped at Starbucks um and I asked if you wanted anything and I'm like, they're flirting with me. And it's like, no, they were just like on their way to meet me and already like just did that because they were being polite. Right. And like a lot of the times I have to like gauge those reactions for myself, be like, is this <laughs> And it's kind of, it's really hard sometimes. It's really hard it sometimes is. because you want it to be a certain way, and you read in like I, I overthink everything. Okay. So do I. 
like oh. everything. <laughs> um, just a, and we'll like analyze a word. We'll analyze like a, a like, punctuation yeah. mark. No, me too. I um. So uh, there was one guy I had a crush on in high school, freshman year. Everyone had a crush on this boy. He was tall, British, instrumental. Ma- <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Instrumental. I thought you were talking about the tall British drama major. And I was oh, the like, one that I don't him. <laughs> I, like, I know what you're talking Not about, him. but I also am like, yeah. So there was this guy. There was this guy named, and he was like, he was an instrumental. Yeah, <laughs> he was. I had no idea. Everyone, everyone liked him. Like everybody, right? And myself included. Like butterflies in my stomach, full on feelings. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm gonna approach him. This is gonna be my bold move. I walked up to him. I said, "Do you have any gum?" Oh, <laughs> and he went. He went. Here you go. It's my last piece. And I thought it's his last piece. He must like me. Must like me. <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh my god! It's like so it's crazy so how similarly everybody's mind works for like that kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my god, he must like. It's like. Uh, <laughs> And then I had a similar thing with um, a friend of mine. And don't get me wrong, like, we're we're chill. Like, we're still super close. But throughout high school, I, I he was, like, on the periphery. Like, I kind of liked him. And he was, like, one of the nicest people I know. And I thought, oh, he must be interested. But no, he's just really, really nice. And it's like, oh, yeah. So that's happened to me so many times. And, I'm, yeah, I tend to Yeah. I'm- but, um. I think I will have a lifelong crush on like a guy that I'm in a few classes with in my department. He's not in my department. He's like yeah. in the theater department, like as a, he's a nine person. Um, I mean, I know he's, he's an asshole, like in a relationship, <laughs> but the point is, I think I will have a lifelong crush on this boy. And like, he had, we had to like organize some meetup to get tech for, a show I was in that was going like we were doing it virtually and my computer just like didn't have the bandwidth and um he like I was on campus and like we met up and I was like you know or he asked if I needed a ride home and I was like oh my god this is the moment and no he was just being friendly because he knew that I didn't have a car and I needed a ride home and you know we're going the same direction so but I will like overanalyze every single interaction and be like hmm what now i i agree though i think that there are definitely like people in my life that i'm always gonna be just like a little bit in love with just like and to be granted i'm only 21 so maybe it's just like stuff that's happening now (laughs) and maybe it's just because i'm only 21 and i'm like oh but this is the rest of my life because you know how people think but like Mm -hmm. i'm really lucky to be friends with people that i like genuinely really do love and, but I do think that there are like people who are my friends and then some who like aren't anymore where I'm just like just always going to be a little bit there mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. enough for me to like act on it or need to act on it but I'm always going to have like that mm-hmm. little inkling of like when I first met you I was like hopelessly in love with you yeah mm-hmm. and now I'm like I don't need to deal with that anymore just because I've accepted it. And it's not like it's impeding my friendship in any way. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, it's kind of just, it, that feeling doesn't really go away. 
No, and I, I kind of think, like, why make it go away? Yeah. It's kind of fun for it to just live there. <laughs> it's a little fun. Yeah. It's, it's like a little bit fun. <laughs> a little secret. It's a little secret that, like, maybe everyone knows, but, you know. Wow. <laughs> maybe everybody knows. Maybe nobody does. That's actually a really great way of looking at it. Because whenever I – because I've had those feelings before as well. Like, um, when I would meet somebody and I'd be, like – I've never, I've only been in love maybe like once, but I'd be like in love, right? And then, yeah, there's still a part of it that still lingers. But I, at first I would really try to suppress it. Like, I'm like, no, I should be over this by now. Like, ah, and then I, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and I think even now I still do that, but it takes, a, it takes a while to like come to terms with that. But like, how did, when yeah. did your views on love and lingering feelings shift? I think I've always been like a bit of a romantic. I'm like a poet. I'm a writer. I love just like, I love the idea of like, oh, love that's like everlasting. Ah. But I think like when I was at LaGuardia, I had like this massive crush on this boy. I was like, a, a, in, I don't want to say obsessed because that makes it sound like I was toxic about it, but I was just like, I was like in love with him. And it was one of those things where I was like super nervous around him, but we were friends. I was super nervous. And, and then I left and like my feelings didn't go away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I think that a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was depressed out of my mind, 16 years old, like didn't know how to deal with the way that my mind worked. And I think that that's like a big part of it because like it eventually faded. But for a while I was like, I'm going to feel like this forever. And I just had to be like, I don't think I'm ever going to see him again. And that sucks. And it was one of those things where I was too scared to reach out and like he didn't reach out. And so I was just like, you know what, I'll let it be. And I just kind of moved on and it still was there a little bit. Like, I mean, Cassie might remember this, but a while ago she saw him on Tinder oh. and was like, oh, hey, this guy went to LaGuardia. Do you know him? And she showed me and I immediately felt like I was like 15 again. I was immediately like anxious butterflies in my stomach. Like, oh my God, I know. Oh my God, I know him. And I was like, ah, like. But I didn't, I mean, I didn't do anything about it because it's like that part of my life is gone. Like, I don't really feel that way about him. But because I felt so strongly that way about him for a while, I'm still like a little bit there. Like, I think that the thing is, is when you grow up, a part of you is still everything you've been up until that point. And so, like, I'm always just going to kind of part of me has to be like this stupid little high schooler who is miserable and in love. <laughs> like, I think that's going to be a part of me for a while at least. And I think that that's like a part yeah. of me that I need to be nice to. And I don't need to like push her away. But, you know, she's not all of me anymore. Right. She's just kind of still around yeah. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't come out that often, so I don't really have to worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that uh, how I deal with lingering feelings, um, I, I think there's a point in a crush that I have where I, I hit a wall where I'm like, it's never going to happen. You know, I'm not, I'm too much of their friend. I'm, uh, you know, not their type. I'm something or whatever. And just, I kind of give up on it. Um because I, I don't know, maybe it's an arc, you know, like a little arc of, uh, of feelings where I, you know, have this really kind of crazy crush. And I had a 
kind of crazy crush on this kid in high school. Um, but I think you all remember, um, like fresh or must've been like sophomore year, 16th birthday, um, situation anyway. Um, but had like a huge crush on him for like a year. Um, and then I kind of just realized like, you know, it wasn't going to happen. And I kind of just like let it lie. And I don't think it's something that you can force. I think it's something that you kind of no. just need to accept and um, come yeah. to terms with. Um, but I'll like also Olivia, say, I, think I then you... saw. Could, yeah. I just think, I think sometimes when you force it, you end up hurting yourself in a way that like you don't need mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And so like, sometimes it's just kind of le- best to let it be. Fair. Yeah. Cause there's no, I mean, cause at this point, right. If you've done, if you've made yourself the most available you can and the put yourself in the best light that you can, um, there's not much more that you can do to like make mm-hmm. something happen. Yeah. Um, if they are clearly not reciprocating. Yeah. Uh, That's a good point. Like why, like I- why waste time on some, but like why waste time if it's not reciprocal but then there's also like a small part of you as well that does wonder like what if but like for me oh yeah yeah. and there's a part of you that's always gonna be like there's a part of you that's always gonna be a little bit like but what if that had happened instead of that you know like just always going to be like what if I made this choice but I just think that's kind of a part of being a human yeah no absolutely um for sure it's it's interesting because I with the person that I liked, I actually, that the one person that I actually caught really, really strong feelings for, I actually told him how I felt. Um, and I, and he just kind of was like, whatever. And then I think that was, that was the moment where I knew I'm like, yeah, this, this ship is probably sailed. But then there for, even after that, there was a part, small part of me that still thought it would go somewhere. And then I don't know then the more like life went on and covid happened and it's like yeah we're in a whole other era like what that's all gone you know <laughs> like that was before yeah. and this is now um yeah so that's <laughs> it was one of those things but have you ever hmm i mean have you ever have you guys i know you like neither of you have been in like relationship and granted neither have i but have you guys ever dealt with like heartbreak of any kind and if so like how did you push through that um I think I kind of did last fall I also think uh COVID and quarantining and the lack of human contact definitely like was a uh an an expediter a a catalyst that was the word I was looking for um COVID and quarantine was definitely a catalyst for those feelings um because I did think that there was something you know, I did think that it was going somewhere. And I one night was still a little high and like everyone had left. People in like my bubble were over and they left. Um, and I was still a little high and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask him because I think this could go somewhere. Um, and I was so sick of being in the gray space, being in the like, don't know which end is up um, mindset. And so I asked. And then the next day, it was literally 24 hours. It was like I sent it at 2 a.m. 
like 2 a.m. on Sunday and he texted me back at like 1.45 Sunday night, oh. you know, Monday morning situation. Um, and then that was like how I started my week. <laughs> um, uh. And it was not great. I'm so sorry. Um, and then like after that, it was like not even, I think that was like the week before Thanksgiving. Um, so then I like left school and went home and was like back in, you know, my parents' house, um, which definitely still had, especially like spring quarantine happened. I was like not in a great place. Um, and I was at my dad's house and then I went to Lake George and wasn't in the city. And then I was like happy again. Um, and then I kind of went straight to school. So I never like dealt with the feelings of the house, if that makes sense, like yeah. of the space mm-hmm. that I had back in the spring. Um, so then like, you know, the text happens and then I'm immediately back home in this apartment that has like very recent sad feelings associated with it and it's not even like the home itself but just that I was so sad when I was last in it um and I think that kind of spiraled things and I was just upset and uh yeah no I wasn't great um how did I get over it is the question because I am over it I think um do you feel like it still pops up from time to time in your mind not really i mean like a maybe a little bit i always wonder you know because um while it was happening or while like the before the text but like while you know the talking stages was happening i was like talking to my roommates about it um and then i talked to my roommates about the text um and they're all friends with him and they were like you know maybe it's just because you know he doesn't want to take that leap from friends to more than friends or whatever um, and I saw him in SU, like the student union today and, you know, because I, I feel like I'm, I shouldn't be on this talk show. Cause like, I'm not in a relationship. I am single. Um, but I am like talking to this guy and I did like bring him, we went skiing yesterday and then like he came over after for dinner Nice. and that's exciting um, though, Cassie, my that's roommate. Great. <laughs> but like they, they he met the roommates it's not like a relationship yeah. or anything but he came over for dinner um and the guy who's friends with my roommates and the guy that i texted um was over because they were uh oh. poker and watch the super bowl and whatnot it felt powerful no it felt That's powerful like it it kind of was and then like i had this different like energy today when i did see him again in the student union you know, because I had this, like, I'm, we're gonna be friends now, you know, of the mentality of, like, that's what you want, and that's what we'll be. And it felt powerful. Yes. Yeah, I bet it did. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, as long as he's, I mean, as long (laughs) as he's, like, this new guy, he's a nice guy, right? And he's super cool, and he got along with the roommate? He is a nice guy. Okay. Yes. They, they like him. He's an interesting dude. He's a welder. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Welder. Interesting. Right. Um, yeah, but so, yeah. Olivia, like, how did you how did you deal with heartbreak when you first encountered it, if you ever encountered it at all? 
so I'd say like I kind of like I think I also got my heart broken a little bit last fall um it was like by a friend it wasn't a relationship thing but it was just like suddenly somebody showed me a side of them that I hadn't expected or thought existed and it was just like it was a little bit of like a slut shamey thing towards me and I was like oh I trusted you I didn't think that that would happen I didn't like know that this was a thing that you would think about about me like blah 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 you know like all of that stuff and it became like a thing where I was just like I was devastated I was like this is my friend and you know when like somebody hurts you and you have that moment of like I want to talk about it with them but I can't talk to them about it because it's them who did this and so I definitely had like a while about that but I think after a while I realized like it had never happened before it became a thing where I was like I value our friendship too much to let it end over one thing that happened like I still don't trust them with that specific part of me anymore but like mm -hmm. it was worth it's worth still being their friend I I think I genuinely believe that and I mean if they were to hurt me again it would be worse but it wasn't like they were trying to I genuinely think it was like a mistake and like a way that they just like a gut reaction but you know it's still it still sucked I'm sorry to and yeah, I'm sorry like, to hear that. Like that he sh that person should never have slut shamed you at all. Like you were being vulnerable yeah. and open with them and it should never have happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. So yeah, it was just like, you know, sucky. Yeah. But it's better now. We're still friends. We still That's talk. Good. We're close. It's yeah. good. That's good that you guys I'm like glad. patch yeah. It's good that you guys are still talking. Mm -hmm. and talked about yeah. It. yeah. That's really I mean, because I think I definitely uh suffer from not even with relationships but just like life in general like um if there's an issue I feel like it's like approached you know and like maybe talked about like a little like hey that wasn't cool um but then it's usually like forgotten and pushed under the rug but it's not hmm. solved mm -hmm. you know what I mean and, like kind of why it's not cool was never brought up or never discussed um so that you did it was like really cool yeah I mean it was like the type of thing where I was like livid enough that I had to say something because I was like they can't, they can't get away with this you know like a little bit of like a right. self-righteous thing but yeah I mean it, no it became like they weren't trying to hurt me and I value their friendship more than more than letting this get between us and ending it you know mm -hmm. like that just kind of was the way it was yeah mm -hmm. um yeah for me I mean I I went through, I went through heartbreak once and it was with, um, the friend that I talked about earlier, the friend that I've known for a really long time and mm -hmm. they were my first kiss and whatever. Um, and it wasn't anything that they necessarily did. It was more just me coming to terms with the fact that it wasn't going to happen. Like logistically, it just wasn't possible. It could not happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for me coming to terms with that was really, really tough. Cause it's like, oh, I happened to end up catching feelings for this person and it just it it's not it's not gonna work out you know I mean maybe like like further I don't want to say I don't want to completely rule out anything but highly highly unlikely so for me um you know I just was uh, the way here's the thing so heartbreak dealing with it was really trial and error for me the way I dealt with how I felt at first was by going into something with somebody else like that 
three-week attempt at exclusivity I was talking about earlier. Uh, and at the time, I didn't really know that that was my way of dealing with it. I just assumed like, oh, you know, this person, he seems nice. I care about him. Um, I saw him as like a safe option. I didn't think he would hurt me or inflict as much pain as like the pain that I already felt. Um, and then that turned out not to be true. And so from there, I will, you know, I, I was, a lot of my friends were telling me like, oh, Hannah, you know, we're firm believers in the rebound, go for the rebound. And so I tried the rebound, not in the conventional sex, like sex, but conventional sense, <laughs> Ford and slip. Not in the conventional sense, just like, oh, we go to a restaurant, we grab pho and we just make out in my room and watch a movie, like stuff like that's what I mean. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've done mm-hmm. that a few times and, you know, I think that's when I really learned there's like this line from a Teddy Pendergrass song called um, You Can't Hide From Yourself everywhere you look, go, there you are. And that's exactly what that felt like. Like I was really, I was trying to distract myself from this pain I was feeling by going off with other people. Cause I thought a distraction would be helpful and it was anything but helpful. You know what I mean? It was just like toxic and not fair on the other person, like at all. So no. yeah, a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. No, I totally get that. Um, yeah, but I guess, so in terms of how do you, how does social media affect how you view being single now? Do you feel like it affects you, how you view it at all or not really? I definitely think like when those like relationship TikToks like pop up and like, "Mm, I want that. Um, But I think also like beyond like little moments of like, maybe I do want Mm -hmm. that social media doesn't really affect relationships. I think something that like, to me is kind of crazy is I'll see like random camp friends or old high school friends, like post with a significant other. And I'm like, they're in a relationship. Like that looks serious. Yeah. (laughs) And then I kind of, I mean, we're not there yet, but like, have you ever seen those things where it's like, um, you know, someone's scrolling and they see like an engagement post and like they're like in on their couch like eating chips and chilling and like mm-hmm. yeah. it's not something that I that it's I'm thinking about but it definitely like it'll come up on Instagram like someone posts a photo with a significant other and I'm like people are doing that I guess <laughs> yeah I mean like I'm I'd say I'm like very similar to Cassie in this way where it's not really like I don't think it affects me all that much but um a girl I went to middle school with just had a baby. What? <laughs> and it's oh, no, just like, you. we are at such different parts of our lives that I am like, I don't, I don't want that at all. Like, congrats to you. You know, like, congrats. Like, genuinely, mm-hmm. like, I hope the baby's healthy. I hope you're doing well. I hope everything's great. I, no, thank you. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> Like, that's no, not where I'm at. Like, I'm not in a relationship. I'm not, you know, like, that's so scary to me. But, like, it's ha- like I'm happy for her. I think this, like, I hope she's doing well and I hope she was, like, really happy. It's just, like, I see it and I'm, like, oh, uh, like, that's not where I'm at at all is, like, my biggest thing. Yeah. No, I I am not <laughs> I can't even I can barely like take care of myself let alone take care of like a newborn child 
Yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope I wish her all the best. That's I can yeah, never do something like that right now. Um, yeah, I think, well, for me, social media, like sometimes I think sometimes it affects me like, um, you know, in terms of, you know, Instagram friends that you follow, if they're like, Oh, three months with my love or like happy birthday to like the, the best man ever. And I'm just I'm like, good for you guys. Like, good for you. And then I start getting salty and shit and comparing myself to other people. And that's what I'm like, I need to do a social media detox. Yeah. Really? Because, yeah. Because mm-hmm. then you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. I don't know. Maybe you guys are like beyond that. And maybe you just don't do that as much as I do. But for me, it's still a thing. And it's like, right, Hannah, stop being salty. That's ridiculous. I think if anything, I'll like compare myself to others with like, the clothes I'm right. wearing or the shows I'm in or like things like that. But like, again, I always kind of joke about it, but it may be, I'm starting to realize that it may be true. It may be the fear of commitment in me. Um, but when I see, uh, you know, couples on Instagram, it doesn't, I mean, it looks cute. Good for yeah. you. Good for you guys. I clearly need a better mindset. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, again, like yeah. it could just be the fear of commitment. No, in that me. Makes- um, but like part of me, I don't even, and, Again, like, I don't, the idea of anyone knowing that I um, do anything is kind of scary. Like, PDA freaks me out. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. It just feels very, like, personal. Oh. And I don't even, like, if anything were to happen, I don't know. I also don't post on Instagram, like, ever. (laughs) But I don't know at what point would be, like, the the post with the with the boyfriend you know Mm. um it's scary yeah yeah no fair I mean that yeah that I guess that is that could be tough like I totally get that um for me like I I don't know about the posting thing I think the posting thing is just I don't know it's weird because I it's funny because it's weird because I look at other posts of people in relationships and I know knowing full well that even if I were in one I still wouldn't post stuff like that so I don't even know it's just weird um but I actually really like PDA I think it's really cute it shows that you know you're proud of the, I don't know there's a sense of like this is my person or not my person that sounds like ownership but like this is my this is my partner this is my significant other and i'm going to showcase it to the world i think there's something quite beautiful about that but i do understand like the level of vulnerability that entails like that's definitely not for everybody um, agree yeah you can also just be maybe like i've never experienced something like mm-hmm. that so i can't imagine you know? that feeling right like yeah I yeah that's it fair um but I yeah so I guess um one of the final questions that I have for you guys is um so how do you how do you view your singledom now and like is it something that you've embraced how do you feel about it now um yeah I'm like fine being single I've been fine being single for a while I'll say um especially like what I was saying during the pandemic I don't want to be meeting new people right now I don't think it's safe to be meeting new people right now I'd like to be in a relationship but if it's not something that's going to happen it's not going to happen and I'm like fine with that and I've recently become fine with that you know like sometimes I post like oh it'd be really cool to be in a relationship and it would be but like I'm not and that's fine I'm fine which seems like I'm trying to overcompensate, but I, I do, I'm genuinely like fine about it. It would be nice, but it's not happening. And so I'm, you know, it's not happening. 
Yeah. Right. Um, I think for me, I'm pretty comfortable in my singledom. Um, I think the only, uh, I'm, I'm confident. Like when I'm home, when I'm in the city, I can go anywhere in the city on my own and be completely happy. Um, I think it gets different, uh, when I want to do like nature things or like road trips or like things like that, where I can't do that Mm -hmm. alone. Um, and then the moment of like, oh, this would be really nice if I was in a relationship. Um, and I kind of question like what my stance is on it, you know, and how I feel about being single or being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of the activities that, you know, there are just some things that like you can't do alone or shouldn't do alone as a woman, you know, um, I shouldn't go on a hike alone, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, yeah, it's unsafe to do alone. Right. Or like drive from Florida. (laughs) Um, uh, but I mean, other than the things that I can't do, which kind of like now that I'm like thinking about it, like those suck that I can't do them alone. I am pretty happy um, on my own, mm-hmm. doing things on my own. Um, and it's also nice not having to schedule anything with anyone because scheduling something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially right now. Facts. <laughs> Fully a nightmare. And that the fact that I can do shit on my own and be content is great. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, for sure. I For me, okay. I, I think for the most part, I've definitely, I have embraced it. Like I'm, I, I don't mind being alone with myself because I think throughout like 2020 was really about putting in the inner work to boost my self-esteem and to feel better about myself. So now I'm like totally content with myself. I don't mind being alone with my thoughts, my being, you know, but I do miss like the sensual passion involved. Like I'm a very sensual person. I, I love touch. I love hugs. Same. Really, yeah. So I, I that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what I crave the most. But I think now that that's like the main thing that I'm dealing with right now. But overall, I'm pretty happy being single. I mean, I certainly from that three three week attempt at exclusivity I had. <laughs> I keep calling it that last year. I mean, I I mean, I don't miss the emotional labor. Like I really don't having to. Mm-hmm handle someone else's insecurities when you're currently handling your own is like not fun and so I definitely don't miss those moments and when I think about those times I'm like oh I'm so happy being on my own like I would never (laughs) want that anytime soon (laughs) but um yeah I mean do you guys have any um like questions or thoughts that you felt like should have been said earlier before we like wrap stuff up no, I think I've said everything I need to say. Yeah, I think I've said kind of everything I wanted to say. All right. Awesome. Well, th- Cassie, Olivia, thank you so much for being <laughs> on the show. This was so much fun. I had the best time. Yeah, thank you for having me. This I was had so, so fun. Much fun. Thanks for having me. All right. So this is Tea for Three, where we sip the tea and spill the deets. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.